and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie. And today we're talking about the winner of 11 Oscars, the third highest grossing film of all time, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, starring in Jim Cameron's, James Cameron's Titanic. I don't like but it when you call him Jim. Always, I didn't either. No. I did that. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. I'm just used to saying Jim, not James. Um, but first, let's talk about first episode of 2022. What are we drinking? This episode, what does everybody have in store for us? Just some seltzer water. I'm going with the coconut. Should, should we announce it or do we not make it a thing? I don't care. We decided to do the dry January trend. We're in. Oh. We're in for the fad. So okay. Jim and I. I didn't even know that was a thing. It is. It is. I missed that. Yeah, we Where hopped on. We hopped on the bus. They don't do it in Massachusetts. It's not. Mm-hmm. A, it's not mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. possibly. No. So I've got a key lime lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Fancy so water. Is, Commagers goes going off the air for the rest of January. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you back here. Water feels like an appropriate pairing for this movie. <laughs> oh, lots of water. We're gonna be drinking lots, lots of water. Of water. Well, in honor of well, yeah, we're not can't we can't have that. In honor of Ireland, prominent feature. Oh, there we go. In this film, <laughs> he's got I some of the brown water. Jamison's black barrel. That's good. That's good. We have the brown water and we have the clear water covered. Don't say brown water. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> no. I thought that's what they called it. No. <laughs> All right. What, to, to, what do they to, call it? They, I've heard it say I, brown before, yeah, but like, I, let's just stay away brown from brown water. water. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be pushing this to the side now and just drinking a ginger ale the rest of the episode. Even if it's a thing, let's Cheers. make it not. Let's, let's not do that. Uh, just to, to uh, let com majors listeners know, I, I do have COVID. I'm uh, coming out of it, so I will not be stopping drinking. I drank right through COVID. <laughs> I this is not medical me. advice. Uh, no, Please do not take this as medical it, advice. I, I figured I didn't get sick in college much, so I just that's it. That's, that that's your that medicine aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, listen, yep. listen, don't be surprised if the CDC in three weeks says drink alcohol. There you uh, go to stop COVID. Every I mean, they seem to change things we'll every try, other day. Try all of the things. Um, but it is sad. We do have to give a toast in honor. It's 2022, and we have already lost three significant figures of our childhood of entertainment. This year is already off to a shitty start. Yeah. Um, but we would just like to uh, remember the amazing Sidney Poitier, mm. one of the game-changing actors of the, the tw- late 20th love. century. Unbelievable actor. Of course, one of the pop culture, maybe like she's turned into a pop culture icon mm-hmm. towards the, the last decade or so. Betty White, who Betty White. grew up loving on the Golden Girls, of yep. course. And what's her Golden Girls her. name? Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. Ruth. Or no, Rose. 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 It's, Rose. You're right. You're right. She's Rose. Yes, Rose from St. Olaf. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, just before we started recording, breaking news Bob Saget. Yeah. <sighs> Danny Tanner's Bob, gone. That, that hit me the, mo- the most of all. That's. 2022. I mean, at least the other two lived a good long life. Old, yeah. I mean, Bob Saget with him. Yep. He was our t- the TV dad, right? I mean, if you had a TV dad of the 80s, right? It's Bob Saget. Well, it's it Alan was Bill Thick, Cosby. And then I had to Bill give that Cosby, up. Yeah. So um, Alan Thick, Darth Vader. I never liked Alan Thick. Darth Vader. Mm. Darth Vader. Yeah, you know, that sounds, yeah. That, that reads course, true for you. Yeah. My Sean Connery. Dads, my two dads, right? We could have Dr. Jones. But then Dr. he beat Dr. his Jones. wife. Yeah. I mean, the dads of the 80s. It hasn't gone not, well. It's not going well. No. Yeah. For Bob Saget to go, people loved Bob Saget. So yeah. we'll yeah. miss them. Cheers to them. We will miss yeah. all of their work. All right. So, well, I think all right, that's, hey, that's a good end right, to the show. Yeah. Yep. So, segue right into a film that is uplifting. Oh yeah. Just what we all smile. need. Just what we need Here to start this year. Katie with the rundown of Titanic. That's the wrong one. I switched them when I had to find them. I, I like messed Listen, them up. It's not like he drove a luxury sea cruise liner hmm. into an iceberg. He just hit <laughs> the wrong one. All right. I'll Listen. allow it. All right, Was Walter Matthau around in 1912? No, too too early. I don't know. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I was trying to think of who would be the newscasters of the early 1900s. I don't know. Why the Walter radio, radio news? He's an actor. Oh, yeah. Walter Cronkite? I'm thinking of Cronkite. 
my god <sighs> all right here we go it's a short one it's spoiler it's the Titanic. <laughs> we all know alert. that the Titanic is the most tragic cruise ship disaster in world history. But did you know that there was some hot cross-class shenanigans happening the night the ship sank? This is the story of the Titanic that James Cameron wants us to know. Eh, As 1,500 people drowned and froze to death, a 17-year-old rich kid had the steamiest night of her life. Also... Don't forget that your heart will go on and on and on and on after this movie and your own death. If it's a giant frickin' blue diamond, this is the Titanic. That, that is a big discuss. Diamond. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for grade of the week on a scale of A plus through F. All right. New year, so we're not going to besmirch any films from last year. Um, Let's start with Jim. Jim, where Oof, would you put? I was hoping you guys are going to go first. Oh, that's but. interesting. Okay, I kind of like that this movie gets to be the best and the worst for a week. It is the top and the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. That's, yes. in- that's interesting. Yeah, and then we get to uh, fill, fill in around it. I I struggle with this movie. Samesies. Um, are we just too cynical? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I, I'm going to go with... With... Uh, and I'm re- I'm pretty rough. I'm gonna go with a C plus. Mm. No, I'm hearing. I was I was feeling it through. I'm I really struggle. I think part of my issue is that I was a teenager when I saw this, and I I have never recovered from being a cynical eighteen year old who didn't understand the gravity of the actual historical event. Yeah, and was so off put by the teenage sobbing that was happening around me in the theater. I tried to l- let go of that, but I still I'm still at a B minus. B minus. B minus. Yeah. Okay. I am on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, I think I'm gonna go B plus. That's not the other Border, end of the spectrum. Yeah, Border, that's, that's, well, that's all right. Border, well, from Jim, it is. I said C plus. Yeah, uh, you're all. Yeah, it's, we're think, within ten points. B, B plus, A minus. I'll start with the B plus, with reserving the right to go to an A minus potentially yeah. um, by the end of the episode. All right. Um, all right. So let, let's get into this because I think Katie brings up a great point. Uh, this is a film that came out right in. Jim and I would have been in freshman year of college. This was December yep. of our freshman year, so Katie's senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we it's at points different. It was certainly difficult for me to detach it from that time period because it was such a cultural phenomena yeah. of that time I period. I don't have any other like movie scenario where like we literally tried to go see this movie twice. We couldn't get tickets to this movie. You know, th- this was before the time of like. Buying, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you so you just showed you up. You showed up early you and you tried to Absolutely. get a ticket, right? We showed up twice, couldn't get into the theater. Both of my friends were obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Third time. We had to go three times to the theater to see this thing. I was uh, the hype. It was too much for me. Too much hype. I remember going to see this film, but I also remember and I first of all, I should say a number one. I don't think Jim nor I were the target audience really for this movie. 18, 19 year old guys. Yeah. were not like I I vividly remember that year being very frustrated because it was also the year of Goodwill Hunting and L.A. Confidential. And what I remember most is being annoyed that L.A. Confidential lost Best Picture and they lost a lot of awards to Titanic Um, because I I thought of it kind of what Katie is. It's oh, it's uh, people love Leonardo DiCaprio. And I, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio certainly hadn't achieved the level of like this guy's an amazing actor status yet. He was just kind of an annoying teen right. heartthrob. And nobody really knew Kate Winslet. I mean, she was very under the radar. And it was like, OK, it's a love story caught up in it. And as a result, I, I really I, I'm not sure I've seen it since seeing it in the theater. Um, Same. And I think because a lot of that, like my memory of it was I wasn't the target audience. I didn't appreciate much about it. And I was annoyed that it was being sold as a girl teen bop film. Jim. Yeah, that, that's sort of where I, I, I'm with it as well. And, and you know, the. Uh, unfortunately, there's like 
hinting around the edges of like a really interesting story here. Mm-hmm. And the love story is not interesting to me. Like it's not even close to being anything unique, anything well, the, well written. The, the dialogue and the plot of this film are awful. That the stuff that was created, right? Like the, the, the stuff that comes in naturally because of the historical events is great. Um, but I, yeah, there was a certain point like halfway through like the second half. So like, like, uh, I, you know, always go up to the point where prior to the iceberg and after the iceberg with this movie and after the iceberg, this movie is technically pretty cool. Like it, it there, there's something about the look for me that doesn't even come close to holding up anymore. It just there are I some really not, bad shots that it's not it's not well. my it's not my aesthetic. Granted, like I think it's it's sort of James Cameron. Like it's I don't think it's well lit. I think it's overly bright. I think it's overly like sanitized. I know it's a new ship, but it, I don't know. It, like you see the you see the below decks and you see rats, but you don't see any. I don't know. It, it, there's something about this movie that just looks like it was all done on a set and it's very apparent. And I wonder if that's why they haven't gone forward with like a 4k refresh yet, because yeah, I think this is going to look he, he, terrible. He tends not to do those. This is going to look terrible. Call. Yeah. I, I think Katie's right. There was aspects of in particular when they do the wide shots. Yeah. Um, now, for the time, I think it was probably fabulous. Yeah. Um, There's some, and he, some shots and that does, go like Polar Express where it's like yeah, little. It is. No, 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 it's like that, when did when did uh, Jurassic Park came out? Come out. Yeah. Star Wars. No, no. Ninety three. But what I'm saying is if the shots <laughs> are Star no, Wars. no, no. But the <laughs> shots are more reminiscent, I think, of like Phantom Menace. And what I'm talking about is like when they do the oh, wide yeah. shots and and what he's changed a little bit, which is where I think is kind of intriguing is it's slightly different than I recall, at least for the late nineties with that type of stuff is he moved the camera through it a little bit more. So he would like move the camera, sweep it over the Titanic and then merge it into live action, which is something you weren't seeing. And and it's very obvious now. I mean, stuff that they can do today seamlessly, you know, they do stuff like that all the time where we wouldn't even think about it. I mean, he would, that was kind of a cutting edge for that time period. I think the movie is, if my my biggest critique of it is I think it takes too long to get where it needs to be. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, yes. I, but it, so well, no, here's I, a, it, it, go. You, okay. you have something. I, well, yeah. So I was thinking about the choice that a storyteller makes in using a, a real event in history that of this magnitude of loss of human life, right? And so I was thinking about, you know, comparing it to films that have tackled the Holocaust, you know, Schindler's List, Life is Beautiful, um, Pearl Harbor, The Pianist, The Pianist. And and so, you know, a storyteller has to decide, like, really, (laughs) really, (laughs) couldn't handle that. Um, How how much made that joke back then, too. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You know how much you lean into the the tragedy. I mean, like it is not hard with a story of that magnitude to take the audience through a truly heartbreaking experience. I don't want to say it's not hard, but because the actual event is so devastating, right? Like the facts of the Titanic. You know, when you look at the surrounding stories of the families making decisions of Mm. what was happening between the classes of, you know, the the saving of the wealthier class and and then even like the crew, the the deaths of the crew, like it it is heartbreaking. There's something about the pairing of that against the Jack and Rose storyline that for me doesn't work like their story to me, takes away from the the real story of the Titanic. Like, I, there's just something that doesn't feel. I don't know. It just doesn't. I think they. It's feel interesting right. you because you brought up Pearl Harbor because I think Pearl Harbor 
does a much worse job Agreed. Agreed. than this movie. But, but and I think but that's I think this movie is to blame for that. Right. It's like you get these historic event films and you're like, oh, my God, we have to build so much story around that. And it's like so then you end up with, well, of course, we want to do a minimum of like 90 minutes on the actual events. Right. Versus, well, then we're going to have to do a 90 minute setting up that and you end up with a three hour movie and you're like, does this really have to be three hours? Like, does. Yeah. And that's the thing, because I I think the great filmmaking here and I do think there's some great filmmaking here is when the from when the iceberg gets hit. I think he holds attention. I think some of the water work was clearly on it, but I thought that was good. Yeah, I actually I was I guess I shouldn't be surprised because of how Kate good Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio became as I was actually liked both of their performances. Now oh, we can I really like them. I didn't yeah, like them together. I did. I, no, I, I thought they weren't the right match. Like if she's supposed to be first of all, she's supposed to be 17. Like, holy Hannah, she does not strike you as a 17 year old girl. That's a girl. Um. But it's young that part lady, of the idea during lady. this time period. I guess so. That's like but I'm just saying, like, but like lady, lady parts. Lady has been wielding her vagina for the men. I thought you were going to visit me last night. Billy Zane has been oh. touring the vagina. <laughs> I like I it just didn't feel right. Like where she's 17. Anyway, Leo comes off as a 14 year old boy. He plays much younger than she does in this. Well, to be fair, she movie. was only twenty-two, which in in, in Hollywood years, I thought she was flawless. I would have changed Leah. Yeah, maybe he, that's just my so personal. I, I think this is. I was just doing a quick scan of his movies, and I really do love him and a lot of stuff. Same. And I was expecting coming back to this so many years later to like look at them and just be like, "Well, yeah, lockdown, they're great." And he was for me. He's terrible in this movie. Rose. He says the word Rose Rose. six million times. You can do it, Rose. No, Brian. And he treats her like a child. Even, even, (laughs) here's the, and I don't blame him all for that, because I think it's part of, the dialogue writing, specifically in the second half of this movie, is so bad for the two of them, specifically. And that's the story that he's trying to tell, so I'm just like, I don't know. People don't say each other's names like that. And it, it honest to God, it happened at one point in the stretch of like a couple minutes, like 60 times. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go. I'm literally want to turn this off right now. And I do think like Leo was like phoning it in or something. I don't know. I just didn't. There's I don't know if he's, do you think phone it in? I, no, but I, like, like he, it it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't but the right like, role for him. But if you look at the other roles he's done around this time, there is like, yeah, I guess this goes back to the conversations we have. Like, I do feel like Leo, even though he is a superstar, right? He is a super movie star. Yeah. I do think he is closer along to the level of like disappearing into a role for me and oh, a lot absolutely. of stuff. That, that's complete. He is Agreed. different than and like, you know, who would have been great in this? Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Rudd. Do you know, Paul Rudd do you know really? You know who got robbed of this role? <laughs> Please Richard tell me. Grieco. Richard yes. Grieco. Yep. Could you? He would have looked like oh, a forty-year-old Tom man. Selleck. Give me some Tom hobo. Selleck in this. <laughs> Listen, remember, I am in. Instead of Jack being an artist, he could Richard could have been a wine those wine bottles. Yes. I just could have been painting those no, wine but, bottles. Like the, there is there is something about this movie that is just disjointed for me. Well, in, it, in, I would in, agree with in, that. Like what? What and we talk? I, I don't t- typically care about like who the audience is and stuff like that. But like, I'm more interested in like what story you're trying to tell, and like he doesn't lean into either side enough to make it make it hold up for me. Well, and what, you know what? It, it, can I just say that because I completely agree. I've I've been reading this Hitchcock book. Um, it's Truffaut. You can read. Um, I can read. Uh, but he interviews. Um, Hitchcock. And it was funny because the section I was reading today tied right into this movie because they asked Hitchcock, like he said, basically, there's a difference between like an event film and like a suspense film, like an event film, like the whole movie is built around an event, which obviously like this type of thing or a Pearl Harbor could be. And like, there's a certain way you should do a film like that. And it feels like that's more, this is more than that. 
Like they, and, they, they and, don't and, want and, it and, to just and, be an event film. It's and true. That's potentially problematic. But they do. They thread in so many of like, I mean, just doing some basic research, like lots of those little details, right? Of of the specs of the ship itself and of well, like why, the, yes, why and like the forensic right point, discussion from stuff. the yes. from the guy on the submarine who's talking yeah. about like why it sank the way it sank and how long it took and all of that's real and down to the iceberg warnings to the binoculars being missing from the pit that yep. they couldn't see. Like all it's so all good, all so good, and to me. The Leo and Kate love story just detract. Like I find the the rest of the story so much more interesting. I I wanted to stay with uh the the guy the uh, architect the ship. Of course, yeah, yeah, every he time excellent. he was on screen, I was Victor like, excellent. Yes. Sydney Bristow's dad. For yes, me. yes, yes. I just, I just wanted. I him. want the I, give me a love story between him and Rose. Yeah, I'm no, in. like I I just or just like. Yeah, a weird connection. Like, and I get it. Like, that it is what it is. That time period. Like, we were trying. They, you know. But I do think this is like for me. This is the beginning of the downfall for James Cameron. Like, we talk about this with, with like Spielberg. Like, I do believe that like Jurassic Park. While it's, I think a much better movie than this. By the way, um, and I'm not super high on Jurassic Park, but it splits like at that moment where he does. He goes and does Jurassic Park and then Schindler's List. And then from that point on, he cares less about like marrying the two sides of his brain. And and for James Cameron, I feel like all he cares about from this point on is like um trying to like push filmmaking forward. And I I honestly after this movie, I'm like, it this didn't change filmmaking. Like it didn't. He um it's lightweight. It's not the the things that change filmmaking are like that have depth. Yeah. Well, he's more I, I would say I, I would agree with you. I feel like. He becomes changing filmmaking from a technical perspective, In a bad which, way. Has, which has nothing to do with he, storytelling. He seems you know, like a, a micromanager story. kind of a guy. Oh, well, he absolutely okay. is. So like, let's well, just be honest, be like director. somebody else <laughs> yeah. should have been in charge of the script. Right, like I mean, so he he is the writer of the story. Yeah, right? someone else. He didn't. He, I mean, he, it says James. I know, but someone worked with him. Of course, of course. You don't. Yeah, I I don't know somebody who somebody who loves the name Rose <sighs> and the writing Rose. was just so for as long as this movie is to me there are still huge gaps in the story. Yes, that, that like thank I'm you. like how can you, you reminded, not how can you not answer those questions? You remind you answered me all of the other. Questions. It's not even questions. It's. It's like, yes, that all questions exist. For me, the biggest problem is you keep telling us the same three things about yes. every character in yes. this movie. This guy's scared his ship is going to sink. This guy yes. told them to go faster. How many times do we need to be told about that and reminded about that? Jack is uh, a free will, sp free spirit. Rose is trapped. Like, th it, there's no... D and Billy Zane is a terrible guy. How many times yes. do we need to see him do something terrible? And, and Rose's mom right, is a there, terrible woman. There is no depth to any <laughs> of this. Have you met the unsinkable Molly Brown? Yes. <laughs> there's... It just keeps circling around. And, but, but at the same time... Every time there's like a little bit of depth to the actual event of the Titanic sinking, I'm glued to it. Yes. I want to know, like, yeah, I want to know more about those bulkheads and like yes. how that all worked. And like, I want to see it play out. And and I find that fascinating. And I do think, I think there is an audience for this film. I would say that I'm probably in the minority, but that like, that piece of it is super interesting for yeah me. it's it's a shame because it's like when you think of the amount oh, i'm sorry i thought you were i thought you were coming to an no, end I thought but that was but the... and uh, but on the on the character side like why do you waste so much screen time and so much to not give us anything else about these people like why do we not see jack struggle with the idea of like his class like we we see it very li like he doesn't struggle at all actually he just kind of coasts through that dinner like nothing happened like he's fucking james bond well and i and, I and think then and billy zane's the one that bothers me the most is like literally everything you see of him on screen is that he is a piece of shit worthless person like what 
give us we know that that that's not that guy's full story like give us something to make us feel like he's has a reason to pick up a fucking gun and shoot it like what is he losing like he he to me that character goes ah fuck it and walks away like what does he right his obsession with her is never explained is it just a point of pride is it like you've jumped to the word obsession whereas like most people like you only get to that point if you're like in love with that person i guess so but no i mean it very much seems like an ownership situation and he doesn't want to be bested but there are moments where it's like now this just doesn't make sense anymore i mean he has the whole like i always win jack i always win but so with rose to me there are moments in the storytelling where it's just like there's just a an easy way out moment or like we just choose to not lean into her story they keep her very superficial like she is a very flat character through the whole thing well they all are that's what i'm saying yeah 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 but like in those moments where it's like we're gonna take rose below deck and like let her meet other kinds of humans um there's just these weird little interactions where it's like what you think i don't drink beer and then she chugs a pint of beer and then breaks into this like arm wrestling match and is like you strong men think you've seen something watch how i can stand on my toes like it's just weird why is it's interesting though because that goes to like the point of view of the movie right like yeah so like what is this oh like what is the driving factor of this movie because is it it you have this huge setup of we're going to go see the Titanic and we want to find this necklace, but then it's this old woman's story. So is this really Rose's story oh, or is it the Titanic thank you. story? Great question, Brian. Here, Brian, Great question. I was thinking about here, this here. and I forgot about it. Do you, I watched this movie and I cannot, I cannot connect the dots on Rose and Rose. Yes. I watched this well, movie. They don't because they don't. There is nothing in my brain while I'm watching the old woman that says that's Rose. Like she's telling the story, you see and her I pictures, can't, Jim. That's I, that's supposed to do it, it all. She, they, that yeah. You get nothing beyond well, like oh she flew a plane, and, and then she, she sounds like, and then the writing of her of that final of that old woman character makes her sound like a sociopath. <laughs> she's like. I I've never held, told anyone this. I've held on. To, <laughs> a woman's a woman's secrets are like on. a vast ocean. I've held on to this. Fuck your grandfather, by the way. And don't, yeah. don't fucking. He's dead now, but he, he went I to mean, the grave dead, not knowing this. Um, <laughs> About the one great way, love of my life, way, I'm sorry, who wasn't I'm sorry. him. <laughs> a guy, Jack, sacrifices his life and dies for her, so that she can hold on to the necklace for the guy she hates and despised and hit her and she wanted nothing to so, do with it. When uh, it's not like that diamond. And then she and throws it in the eye. I'm sorry. It's not like, it's not the like heart of the, the freaking ocean. So give yeah, it away. It's too much. That's what makes no sense. This, to it's right? just, if it's Jack so heavy handed. If it's Jack dumb. gave her the diamond, then yeah. you say, oh, I had to hold on to the diamond because Jack, it was the fucking it wasn't, guy right. yeah, yeah, yeah. she hated. Yeah. She and she didn't use it. She didn't use it against him. Ever. Yeah. I mean. She should have sold that immediately. And if she couldn't sell the thing, she could have sold the other tiny little diamonds in the strand. I mean, like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I, use it to buy something good. You're just going to drop it back in the ocean. And I'm sorry. I This is one of those things where i've been trying to like re um just feel better about movies and enjoying them for what they are <laughs> but this movie keeps shoving in your fucking face this is what we're talking about and like on the surface like you know the bookends of this with bill paxson are that like he learns a lesson because he didn't he was just trying to find a is, diamond by the way is he supposed to be james cameron i think is so he, yes. is, is he the, i think is he is he, right uh, is that like jim james cameron saying like i thought i wanted to do a movie on the titanic yeah because well, he still it was the did Titan- right he did another i know, I know but i'm saying like right? is is the, is the thing there that he's supposed to say like i went to look at titanic to see it so i can make a movie but now i understand it's really about people is that what because there's a whole thing like talking about him where he said after that first time he went down and saw titanic he came up and he was so much more emotional it was like this isn't about this ship it's about the people right and is that what turned the script 
into something like this as opposed to maybe just a being point. a technical movie about the sinking of Titanic. Well, no, because I think you can do both. That's, I think that's the problem is like, he might have said that, but he didn't do it. Like, he didn't come back and write a script that in, about the Titanic sinking that included people. These are fucking just walking around pieces of cardboard. That's the, to me, that's the problem. There are a few, like, you know, you see people reacting to the situation and being regretful of certain things and whatever, but like, they don't give enough information about any of these people to make them, to make me feel any certain way about them. You know, I think it's, I think it's, it's like emotional manipulation to a certain point because the imagery of like children dying and things like that. Yeah. It's going to make you feel awful. But well, like, of course, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like all that scene, the, the elderly couple yeah. who are on, we don't thing, know any that. of them. We don't know any yeah. of them. And we're just supposed to feel bad that it's happening and that's fine. But like at the same time, you have the two main characters running around. And honestly, I, I still don't quite understand like, why if you wanted to write a more human story if that's if if going to visit titanic told him that like okay it's not just about the boat it's about you know it's about people we need to be more invested in these stories then like the story that he told of the people is shitty i just i don't i don't think i don't think it it, it didn't resonate for me because like again you, like the, we talked about the jewel isn't isn't Connected well, it's a MacGuffin, to Jack. right? It's a, like a, it's an. Uh, it's, it's just, just way like, too much. It's, it's too much. To but it, it's not and, just a. It's not just a MacGuffin though, because in the end, it clouds the. It clouds the, the the theme, right? Because like, yeah. why is she putting it in the ocean? What are we supposed to care about that? Like, why, the the whole thing? Yeah, I don't know. And and, now, and again, like if they could have connected the old woman for me, maybe it would have, like that story didn't work for me. Like her retelling. Now, yeah. What if they did this instead? What if, right, Jack died and went to heaven, didn't get his booster shot that wiped his memory, was born <laughs> into Bill Paxton's body and fell in love with mm. Rose's granddaughter? Twisty. Emil Ardolino directs Titanic <laughs> 2. Chances are. I'm in. Yeah, that that's it. Well, now that is Drew said uh Theoden should have slowed down. Yes, he should have. He did not make a good choice. <laughs> and I said, now for wrath, now for ruin. And a yes. red dawn. I, and it's like so you you see freaking Billy Zane after the fact. We have this moment of like her ignoring him on the boat. Never see her mom. Never see her mom. Unsinkable Molly Brown feels she's unnecessary. I mean, she's right, just a but like, she's a device to get, yeah. get she's Leo a, a tux. Yeah. <sighs> well, do you know what's interesting to me is, you know, think about aliens, which we did last year. There's right? music from that in this movie. I'm almost yeah. sure. <laughs> but, but in terms of the way it was edited, I, I didn't love the editing in this movie. Oh, dude. I, when the, Kate, but. When Kate but goes I'm just to saying, kill herself. Like, that was yeah, but I thought that aliens, like the pacing, the timing, the protagonist, like it's like everything in that film was so yeah. spot on. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you think about it, there's no reason you couldn't have done that same process with the titanic as opposed mm. to the alien because in both cases you have something anchoring these movies right he's like, just not as good of a storytelling you know but titanic you you have the boat right yeah. and then aliens you it need could to have, have been the alien so, much better. so both of them have like that thing you have to have in the movie but i feel like the characters were not flat in aliens you know that that the the pacing the everything about aliens was so damn good it and feels like, it was like not done he here. made the cheap play so many times. And and again, like we can't obvi obviously the movie made a ton of money. 
And but at the why? end of the There's day, right? Like, Amy, why? Why it, does it? Why is this makes the amount of money? Question. Well, is, I don't is even it just because back. of the hype of the hype yeah. that he created, yeah. right? That of like what he built and what this movie was going to do, and it's Leo and Kate. I mean, they did have names for themselves at that point. Like, the, it was a big deal that they were the leads in this movie. They were not like unknown child actors. Like, people were coming to see yeah. them. Yeah, but I, it's. It, and he carries ahead, it on. Jim. Well, he carries it on into Avatar, which, again, the next big thing. It's like, it's like you, <laughs> you're talking so much about reinventing the way that you're making a film, right? The way that you're making it, not the actual product, mm -hmm. just the way that you're doing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Like, and Avatar comes out, and yes, it looks pretty cool. It is a terrible movie. It's not a good film. It it is a derivative mess of like wanting to be so many other things, and it's the highest grossing movie of all time. So like, I I don't I don't know I don't know what box the, office isn't a isn't an well, indicator not, I, I of I do find it interesting film. No, it's just no, an indicator of a ton no, of people went mean, to see it, but a ton of people <laughs> wanted to see it and and repeat uh -oh. seven Oscars. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, we uh, we ignore the Oscars for this. I, I know, but I don't um, think we can. Completely no, we do need to. Well, fact. all right, we'll come back to the Oscars. I do want to acknowledge some commenters who are listening along with us. Mention number one that this topic, yes, like the the topic of the Titanic. It is the most famous boat disaster of all time, yeah. right? There is so much lore around it, and so that is absolutely something that's going to get people to come see it. But I do think it's interesting what Brian pointed out that. Um, you know, Cameron made the decision for this to have much more of a female audience, right? Like that, like to lean into the love story is to drive your, your female audience base to come and see this. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I guess that I, I'm not saying that that's why he did that though you know like it's just interesting celine dion so the other point made yeah, was yeah. like celine dion becomes almost like the third leading actor in yeah. this movie oh, God. and i think it is one of the worst choices made in this film like that this song was huge though. is an epic huge. story this is an epic story it should have a swelling, moving score, no, right? But people would it think should that have it a Philip so, Glass yes. score for it to come in with freaking Celine Dion, and that yeah, song even, is awful. But you don't ever hear but her you, until the credits. But they right. released the song before the yes, movie. You hear it, I and know, so I the know. instrumental is playing during the film. Yeah, that's, oh, it's playing a lot. And so you're singing the song along in your brain. That's good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can really have an orchestra you. play I'm it. We're still going to be singing. And my heart will go on. Why have you been hiding this from us? Yeah. <laughs> right? Would you rather this score or I the score for a movie? I may also have been scarred by my college roommates being obsessed with Celine Dion. <laughs> so. uh. I have a lot. There's a lot of emotional baggage with You're this movie. Of, a lot of <laughs> no, tied I, and you see what's funny? It's like I do. I did really want to like this movie because I do think, I do think that like again, like big swings like this and like building that set and there are certain things that still do look really cool. And I, I, I like Drew saying in the chat, like the Titanic being the most popular topic ever, like. It is super fascinating to see that on display. Um, but I do think that, like, you know, trying to be a f whatever quadrant movie and, and moving things into, like, a love story and, and not fully fleshing that out. Um, and there, I, there yeah. are moments in the action and in the shooting that are incredible. Yeah. Right? Like... There are moments of magic in this film. Absolutely. You know, just the fact that you can take a, a tragedy of that scale, just in terms of the size of what was happening on that ship. And, you know, the way that he leads you through the ship in the earlier storytelling that you feel like you get a sense of, right? That like you've seen the steam rooms, yes. you've seen, right? He, like he does a very good the, job of establishing. Absolutely. You know, the, I know we've referenced this film for that reason. And, yeah. and yeah, it's very well done. And so, you know, when, 
Leo's in the bottom of the ship being held. Yeah. Like you get that like this, that's, this is bad news. And, yeah. and then to get to see the water come in and like, there are moments in the sinking scenes that are excellent. Uh, it's just the love story takes away from it all. Well, it's interesting because you, you go into this place almost where it's like in the seventies where, you know, Cameron would have been working in film and younger and stuff like that, where they had this trend of like disaster movies, like Poseidon adventure, um, towering Inferno and things like that, (laughs) where it was like, all these famous people in it. And it's like, I almost feel like when you choose a disaster movie, there's only two ways you can go. You have to do big, huge all-star cast of a a bunch of different, or you got to drill down to something like really personal. And I I, I think this was too in between. Like, (laughs) could you have gone really personal or, I mean, this might sound crazy. You almost need like a Tarantino style where it's like all these kind of crazy storylines, but somehow come together when the ship hits the iceberg, you know, where it's not a love story. You might have like seven or eight, like different stories hitting on like guy working in the boiler room. Maybe you have a sub story that's much smaller. That's a love story. The architect, the guy who wants to go and you have it all come together. And then the last 90 minutes is it falling apart and you've established all of these different things, right? you know, and you could maybe do that. I just unpopular opinion. You know, Rose's story is not super compelling. No, there's a piece of it that comes off like bratty frickin teenager because, yeah, in the 1900s and for a really long time, women had to use marriage as a social convention to keep their family afloat. And so she ends up just abandoning her mother. Dad died. You're going to die in debt. I don't care. I'm going to go sleep with this guy and go ride some horses. Like, that's my, that's my deal. I, yep. like, I don't Agreed. know. Doesn't it come across, <laughs> it almost comes across as something like a short story a teenager would write about their yes! perception of what I mean, love is. What's of, you know, we'll talk about pairings, but the pairing of this with Romeo and Juliet is pretty interesting because it's like, again, people see this as epic love story. It's really about two very impetuous teenagers yeah. who let their genitals do the thinking for themselves well, for like do. 48 I would hours. Say that, that, is, that, that is realistic. I, would, I mean, I think that's realistic okay we can go with that i do think there's some iconic imagery here in terms of scenes that like have stuck and i do think there's moments in here that i that i like there's just not enough of it at points like there's some really interesting point of view almost to palma like esque stuff that he stole where the camera is the eye line of the people but it's so brief and it's not utilized enough and, it, and it's like they use it at the end when she dies and goes to heaven and then she like walks in it's lost. like that piece of it. And they do it a few other times, but it's like that's something stylistically that I think they could have woven through in a better way. Okay. I think the story of the lower deck is more interesting than the upper deck. Give us more of that world and less of the rich world. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to distract from what you just said, Brian, because I do think it's important, but the death sequence where so let's let's keep in mind that rose is a woman who a hundred years ago or you know 85 years ago uh almost died was saved after that uh went on to marry have a full family (laughs) none of them are there Somehow the grandchild's with her. No, she, no, none she, of them are in heaven. And she basically, right. she just goes right she, ba- she basically <laughs> says, she basically says to her her the granddaughter, only about. She, she basically said before she even Fuck dies, she all. basically says to her I've granddaughter, been waiting for this guy none of right none of the things that happened after that mattered. mattered. <laughs> Nothing mattered. I mean, if we all and James Cameron agrees, are the true loves of our senior year of high school, right? Like it was never better than that. To the point where, if like (laughs) if somebody had told Jack that, he would have just thrown her ass into the water to drown. He's like, all right, I'll hop up here and actually live a life. And I'll see you in heaven. Oh my god, so good, Jim. Yeah, I just think. I, no, but yeah, I was this, thinking that. I was feeling no, that in the a, moment. That's a really valid yes. point. That's like a really interesting point. I think this movie, legitimately, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I yeah. had no problem. Like, I thought it was better than I thought. But I think it, because it can just wash over you. I think once you get into an in-depth discussion of what's going on there, this is where I don't think it 
holds up great. I think if it's something you're going to watch, like I hadn't seen it in 20 years, I watched it, Alien, and I watched it was like, okay, yeah, like we watched it, you know, it wasn't the greatest. It's not something that's going to be in normal rotation for me by any stretch. I I would easily watch Aliens again before this or something like True Lies or Terminator 2. Like he has some really amazing films. And it's just interesting to me that I all happened before this, that his first his biggest two monetary ones are my least favorite yeah yeah well honestly i think avatar benefited too i think i i I totally agree only reason avatar is the number one movie solely based solely based on is solely um billy zane to rose the same as james cameron to the titanic (laughs) where he became so obsessed with it that he would do anything, even if it meant hijacking small children and <laughs> shooting people. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a bit. That whole that whole cop who's the bodyguard. Oh, so like, weird. Why does he care? Oh, like, so weird. What is going on? I don't know. That? Before we wrap this up, uh, one of our listeners did point out the musicians being maybe the yeah. best part of the whole story. Yeah. Which is a true part and of it. Again, yes. Like the, those were the, the details the, I loved. Yeah, the yeah. other tragedy movie and the band played on yep. gets its name. Yep. None of the musicians survived. They they all went down with the ship. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, honestly, I, like the captain piece, I actually that was that was well done. Yeah. I thought there there's just a lot of um Yeah. I don't know. I I still don't know how to feel about this movie. I, I do wish Leo was better. We're not going to watch it again. No, I'm done. Probably not. Yeah, I, I again, I think this brings up the interesting thing of when you have an event film, when it's tied to something like that, what do you do with it? And yeah. I, I, I will give them credit. I do feel like you obviously know the Titanic itself, where that story is going to go and end. So like that last, I'd say the hour of the sinking. I oh was was well done yeah. was was actually very well done and i would say similar vein like pearl harbor if you watch the movie pearl harbor the bombing the hour or so of the 45 minutes of the bombing of pearl harbor is really good the problem is what do you put around that and mm-hmm. i think this has a lot of the problems of event films have like when everything is tied to that event how do you get there in an interesting way where everybody knows what's going to happen and you're probably going to spend the bulk of your time being lauded for, oh my God, you built this in gi- giant you know, ship and he did, right? And I remember watching on like MTV, like they showed you how he did the ship up and people were falling and that was like a big deal. It was like all that, like you wanted to go see the spectacle of it. Yeah. But lost within that can be the story. Because yeah. otherwise, you might as well just make a documentary on the Titanic then yeah. and not make a movie. But you know what's funny is like the most... Uh, again, not fe- again. It's all emotional manipulation in this movie because I think pairing that shitty love story with like the imagery of like actual people suffering that we don't care about because we don't know them, but we care because they're suffering is the only reason we care about them. Is interesting, and so like when they're actually in the water, I actually really like the scene of the one boat coming back. Yeah. Like, I thought that guy was acting his ass off, and I thought it was pretty um, moving to see their reaction as they move through the bodies and how awful that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. To me, it's just like like a B-plus film. But again, I think it's a B-plus film. Like, watching the the people fall when the boat is sinking just felt like... I don't know. It well, felt like watching them, American Gladiators right? or like that wipeout show. You don't have any connection show. to them. Right. Yeah, you have no connection that, to who well, the people and that was, are, which is a problem. It felt it, like sporting. The, the interesting... It's like, check out, cool, I can make this guy die. Well, that was it. And I said that to you about, you know, the, the friend, Leo's, oh, Leo's friend. They, he dies in such a weird freaking way. Like such a... I don't know. To, I, I remembered I, him being in more. I was surprised yeah, how me too. little... He was in, to follow him true. at the end and then have him taken out by one of the stacks falling on him, like just felt I don't know. But that falls That's into so what we talked about, Jim, about John Wick, too. Right. Yeah. Where like John Wick, two in the 
the tunnel sequence. He's just killing people indiscriminately and we don't know who they are. So why should we care? Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't establish that. Like when you see Victor Garber, when you see the captain die, like those yes. are deaths. Yes. Even even Guggenheim. Yeah. That, right. Like yeah. that is a very moving scene that, you know, he and his man are going to like sit there and just accept what's coming right like there are these moments and then like the, the mom with the kids in the bed like there are very touching scenes and then to have leo's friend just get like crushed Hit by, by a, a stack right it was just so odd such a strange choice no again it it, it feels in that moment that it's like look look at what, look what I, can I can do, do. yes exactly yeah, yeah and and that's to do that to characters that you've built somewhat i don't even want to say built because you know whatever that guy was like, oh, yeah, did, 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 did. like that's that character basically is all he was like. He didn't even build the character. And then to do that to him is like, you know, it's shitty. Agreed. Yeah. OK, I don't know. I, 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 I here's the thing. I think I, I there was elements of I liked. So it's I probably not an A now that we've talked about it, but in the B, B plus range. Yeah. And I think people will keep watching. I mean, it's it, it. You know, I think teenage girls will keep watching this movie still even. Mm. If given the option, but that's weird. Uh, right? I don't know again because I think I think teenage this, girls. I think this this movie reads as a forty year old man writing teenage girls. Well, that's yeah. And so like, yeah, yes. but that wasn't any different than back then, though, was I, it? I mean, but that's it's, what's it's so weird, right? Like, I yeah, no, I, I I think I think I think it's much easier for women to say, even young women right now, like, no, that's that's all bullshit, right? Like, Maybe. And no, no, like I and I think I think that like, yeah, were women treated the way that James Cameron presents them in this movie? Yes. But I don't need your opinion about it at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. If you want some good historical fiction, may I may I suggest uh Ruta Septis well, or Kristen Hanna. Let's talk about our let's talk about our parents. Let's talk about our parents. So here's our new feature for two thousand and twenty two double feature where we are going to pair this week's movie with another film that we would think would be an ideal double feature. Um, so who would like, first of all, let me, some commenters were nice enough to give us some examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both Jamie and Andy uh, recommended the Poseidon adventure. So tie it to another um, seagoing disaster yeah. film. Uh, Brett tied it to Romeo and Juliet, the DiCaprio Claire Danes version. And Amy recommended Overboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goldie Hawn and Kurt yeah. Russell. Um, Jim, what would you pair this film with? Someone mentioned this and I was sad, but I'm glad you didn't bring it up here. Um, I, I would say Revolutionary Road is a good choice because it stars both Kate and Leo again in a much different film however it does sort of deal with a lot of the same like expectations on on people it's a dark movie and and i remember not sam mendes i remember not feeling great walking away from it but i remember being really impressed with the the um the uh performances yeah all right katie What's your? I have another uh, at the end. Oh, I'll yeah, give one it. of a second. I'll, I'll give it at the end. My choice is not going to surprise either of you. Uh, one of my favorite movies that I think does a much better job of tackling some of the themes this tries to tackle and harnesses the emotion, uh, the hours. The hours. And, and has Kate a scene Winslet, with people sitting God on a bed it. while water flows around them. That is also true. Also deals with <laughs> that, drowning. That was in my top. I, that was in my list to pick. The hours. Great. And um, I kept thinking of. Ugh, the way that the hours uses score like to me that's i just felt i kept feeling disappointed you just hate that flute i hated the use of music at times in this movie and the Love hours it. score is just it's incredible the okay. only time i've heard you this angry about a score is a few good men it's not as bad as a few good men <laughs> but a few good men is not an epic story this is an epic. This is supposed to have a Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Braveheart. Like that is what this movie deserves. It 
did what did he didn't spend enough on the score i don't know who wrote it but <laughs> oh, it James wasn't corner who's fabulous well this yeah. wasn't his best work you're, well, maybe you're it was just celine's that, yeah you're fault. talking about that song no but but the, they, they, they use that you're, as part well, of you're the so attached to it, it instrumental what made it yeah, yeah it's fair it's fair all right so i was thinking about tons of different movies the one that I found really interesting, and it's more upbeat, more happy, all this type of thing, but I think does a better job at the themes of class and a female protagonist is a film we've done on commagers, uh-uh. Emil Ardolino's Dirty Dancing. I love Dirty Dancing. Yeah. I, I, will, ugh, I will watch that again right now. But, like, but if you think about it and you look at it, I think it does a better job of achieving... Th- the Rose Jack aspect. Oh, the agreed. Idea of cl- the idea of class, the idea of way people were perceived, the whole, all of that type of stuff. Yeah. I just think that, the, that, that aspect of Titanic, if you could watch it, and let's say it's 1997 and you're watching movies on yeah. a date and you need to do a double feature, Titanic, Dirty Dance. There's mm. another woman in Fair a delicate condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jim, what was I just wanted to bring up the other one that sort of um, if it wasn't written as well, would have felt a lot like this to me, which is Casablanca. Mm. Mm. Um, you it know, do you, I think that's, yeah. I thought about that as well. I think there's a, there's a pairing to that. Yeah. There's like an expectation of, of like how that, how the woman in Casablanca should act. It's this scene as a great love story when in actuality, it's like kind of, a really kind of messed up infatuation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but on Paired the other hand, a, a historical a, event, a historical event, and Casablanca is just an incredible movie, though. Otherwise, yeah. the writing, the directing, the acting, the up. cinematography, the choices, the choices, yeah, the characters, yeah. I might go watch Dirty Dancing. Peter Lorre. Uh, I, I want to go Laurie. watch. Can we go watch Dirty Dancing? Go watch both sure, of those. Sure. Um, all right. So those are our double features. Make sure you check us out on social media where we'll keep all of those options Patrick available Swayze for you. Patrick Swayze as Jack Dawson. <laughs> well, would have been, he could have done it. Dancing right, scenes would have been everything. Five questions. You want answers? You want answers? Wah, wah. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? Five question time. I will be answering. I want to ask you some questions, Brian. This week, and Katie will be asking. All right. Um, our first question, Brian Costello, is a thumbs up or thumbs down question. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on cruise ships? Well, it's the only thing the CDC can seem to agree on. Everybody in the CDC says absolutely do not step on a cruise ship yeah. unless you want to like end up in a walking dead situation. Super COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, super COVID. Um, I have been on a cruise ship once. Mm-hmm. It was a fine time, but I can admit that Aileen and I went because it's when she was in grad school and I was a second year teacher and it was the cheapest vacation we could oh, get. Sure. Yeah. So. I'm going to go thumbs down. I don't yeah. I don't have any huge desire to go on a cruise ship again. I have about a thousand other vacations I would choose before I went on a cruise Agreed. ship. Agreed. I would much prefer a smaller boat closer to shore. I do not need to be on a giant building well, in the middle the of the thing. ocean with I many thousands would, of people. But you're okay with a small ship. building being thrown across the earth. Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. Yes, am. Now, here's my thing about it. I would much prefer going to an all-inclusive because you're not on a boat. Mm-hmm. The food's better. The pools are bigger. And I think it mimics almost everything else that the cruise ship does. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is a better experience than a cruise ship. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Question number two is our would you rather question. Would you rather be very, very, very rich or very, very, very good looking? Like extremely uh, very good looking. Yeah, because it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter what you look like if you're rich enough. I think we've all learned that in, in the world. You, you could look like you have eyeliner. Over, money, money overcomes everything mm-hmm. in this world. So I would Speaking take of Billy Zane. Being rich. Billy Zane. By the way, how funny is that 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 made me think of that is weird. Zoolander. That's the, he's, the only other thing I think of Billy Zane as far as besides this is Zoolander. I always think of him Mummy? in Twin Peaks. Mummy? He's 
He's, he's the not one. He's the mummy. I always confuse him with no, the guy in the mummy. But the guy who told him to go to make the ship faster is in the mummy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Billy Zane. I always think of Billy Zane from Cheryl and Finn's lover in. Oh, not Cheryl and Finn. Yeah, Cheryl and Finn from Twin Peaks, the original series. Billy Zane is in a movie with Brendan Fraser. What is? Oh, he's in a lot of stuff. All right. We'll look it up. Yeah, look up Billy Zane. Casino Man. Question number three. I hope it is. And can we add that to our list? Uh, this is our fill in the blank question, Brian. Fill in the blank. The song I would want to hear played in my final moments on Earth is. Uh, I'm all out of love by Air Supply. I knew. I knew it was going to be Air Supply. Was... I'm all out of love. Fantastic. Good choice. Good choice. What? Question number four is our favorite question. What is your favorite love story of all time? It's about a guy that gets hit by a car. <laughs> goes to heaven. <laughs> He's not lying. Doesn't doesn't get his booster <laughs> He's shot. Not lying. Doesn't get his doesn't get his COVID shot or his booster. <sighs> comes back, falls in love with his wife's or his own daughter. Has <sighs> Aileen yet purchased any of the dresses from no, Chances Are? No, I at the greatest love story of all time. Um, well, here I this may be an unpopular opinion. I don't think Romeo and Juliet's the greatest love story of all time. I don't think no, that's Casablanca right. that's right. is the greatest love story of all time. Right. Uh, I will go with Nicholas Sparks, The Notebook. You son oh, of a bitch. For, book, Damn you. The book version, not the film. <sighs> book, I will film. never read the book, book so book, book, no, not take your opinion on it. All right. Deep thoughts question. As a history teacher, which tragic event in history do you have the hardest time teaching because of its emotional impact? 9-11. Yeah. I show a video on it because I can't really teach on it. It's got to be proximity, right? Like, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was in, I worked in the city. I yeah. was not there that day. Yes. I just, yeah. I think that's, you know, you know uh, yeah. I, I, well, I would just say that. No, I, I, I agree. It, I mean, if you're disconnected, I'm like, I didn't live through the Titanic. I did. I mean, it's it's yeah. the only thing that's yeah. hopefully the only thing in my life that will achieve that level of yeah. I am not. I can say I am not looking forward to teaching uh, about the last two to three years. I, there, but there's a piece of that, Brian, that is like hopeful for me. I'm like, is there going to be a time where this is all this all feels like some like distant memory from earlier in our life? Yeah. So yeah. hopefully fingers well, crossed. Well, Brian, it's uh, funny. It's not funny, but you should bring that up because Lily got all these I survived books, you know, that's like yeah, the new they thing. have Claire. Yeah, yeah. she roots so them all. one of them is the 9-11, the attacks yeah, on 9-11. Yeah. And that's the one that when I was like looking at them, I was like, Ugh. like it kind of like, yeah, it, yeah well, you feel it because you're like, good. You have a direct connection to it. Yeah. Uh, the, the interesting thing is we are to the point now of an age where I'm not teaching history. I'm teaching my life. And yeah. that is a very weird thing. Yeah. You know, it's very easy to be disconnected and teach Skip about the thing about I the think, diorama and the well, sex. I think there's, yeah, also, I, I think there's also a piece of it, right. Of even in talking to our own children of like a long, long time ago before yeah. they knew this and that. Yes. And then very, like nine 11, there is none of that. Yeah. It's I'm just like, like I was in, in the world that we live in. Yeah. People did this thing yeah. and a lot of people died. Yeah. Right. Like, that's yeah. There's there's no explaining that away. There's no but like, so, but we've learned more since then, yeah, and it won't it's happen so again. Interesting because I know they made some nine eleven movies, but Aileen and I, as we were watching Titanic, we're talking about like in another twenty years, inevitably they will make a nine another nine yeah. eleven movie, and what will that be like, and what would the story choices be? It was just an interesting thing to think about because same thing with Pearl Harbor. I think. You need to be detached from it to be able to turn it into a story. I've so never been able to watch any of the, the TV no, shows. It's, it's, the it's, for I, it's terrific. I, I show it. It's my least favorite day of teaching yeah. every year. I try to do it all in one sitting uh, one day. I have a Ken Burns, New York, and it's people falling out. It. So yeah. It's very yep. brutal. And it's a, her, a horrible day yeah. for me. I just sit there, but I, I, I want to get it done in one day because I, that's how bad it is watching it every time I watch it. So I yeah. just try to get it all done in one day because it's just, yeah, you don't want to sit through it. Uh, and I mean, even question. watching this movie, I felt like that was the thing that I connected to, right? Like seeing the people fall out of the boat 
my brain goes back to seeing the people fall out of the yep. buildings yeah. on 9-11. Well, you know, like it, that's yes. the emotional. And well, and that's now you're making me feel bad funny. for saying the thing about wipeout. Well, Jim, they no, didn't, but they Jim, didn't. You're, it's you're no, fine. they didn't know that fine. was pre that was pre happening. But it's like you talk to people, you know, I, I don't my dad to watch Vietnam movies. Sure. Right, right. Right. Sure. Or even he yep. watched. He only could watch the first 10 minutes of Saving Private Ryan and he was done. Yep. Yeah, he's like, I can't. He goes, I, I can't watch well, that. Movie. And that's another thing, that's, Brian, because I do think at least Spielberg. He was showing the utmost reverence for that event. Yes. Right. And I think you can get in a really dangerous place when you're making movies about certain things like this, whereas where you can kind of get close to the line of being like exploitative uh, well no and, and and again like let's be fair like if you're being exploitative about war and you make a crazy fucking movie it's probably not going to resonate with someone like your father on no, like no, a no, no. on was, like a visceral I mean, level and he yeah. can enjoy it for whatever it is yes but yeah. if you pretend to like attach shitty emotional connection to something like titanic or something like yes. 9-11 then the folks that experience it will be like this is all bullshit Whereas, yes. like, I didn't. And, I don't think folks felt th that way about Saving Private Ryan. That, no, 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 they didn't. I, you it was just nailed, so you nailed it. Was it was so well done That's, that he just it was too real. That's so much of what I was right. No, oh, I wasn't questioning yes. why your father no, had no, that no, response. No, no, yes. but it was but, just yeah. it was just but, so it was so well done that you could. He he, he said it. He 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 portrayed it in that in perfectly. the in the and way that the way yes, yes. It, that it was there was no question about yeah. it. Uh, okay, uh, recommendations. I have a couple. Uh, first of all, I've started to read this kids book series with Jack, who wanted to read it. It's called The Bad Guys. Um, it oh, is nice. fabulous. It's like a, a bit of like almost like a comic book thing about uh, the big bad wolf, okay. Jaws the shark, uh, a piranha, a snake, and a tarantula who are always deemed bad guys in all the stories, and they want to be the good guys. And it will be a major motion picture from DreamWorks coming out in April, and we are just tearing through the books. Claire reads them on her own. They are hysterical. Uh, I would, If you have kids, I would highly recommend them. Uh, probably like, you know, well, your girls could read them, and I think that we get a, a kick out of them. So uh, that uh, book of Boba Fett I've been enjoying on Disney Plus. It's a di it's different, different show, some interesting choices, but I've been liking it. And my criterion choices this week are two: taking a Pelham one, two, three, a completely underrated 70s New York thriller. And the lady vanishes uh, a one of Alfred Hitchcock's final English movies before he went to Hollywood. Jim, I have a recommendation. Um, one of Stephen King's newest books called Billy Summers. If you have never read Stephen King and you're slightly interested and you do, you'd rather have one of his stories that are totally based in somewhat reality and not any kind of fantastical monsters or anything like that, check out Billy Summers. It's about um, uh, an assassin who is set up to kill um, someone who might turn evidence against some mobsters. It's It's a um, it's actually a really incredible book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to make my historical fiction recommendations to see how uh, how one expertly pairs a fictitious Ooh, I love narrative yes, with a real-life tragedy. Uh, Ruta Sepetus, Salt to the Sea and Between Shades of Grey, and Kristen Hanna's The Nightingale. Those would be my recommendations. No, you love the fabulous. It is outstanding. One of the best. Books I've heard I've great. Had. Aileen loved that book as well. Uh, all right. That is all. We are thrilled to be here. Yeah. 2022 on the move. Remember to like, share, subscribe and review. And also remember, if you are not all caught up on the first two seasons of the shit show, our Shit's Creek podcast. Now is a fabulous time to not only rewatch Shit's Creek, but listen to our other podcasts where you hear insane stories we really do do deep dives into our 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 backgrounds where we're <laughs> from it's it's something else and you get to be with aaron as well you get aaron every week on you the get show. the full treatment. Yeah. full treatment full treatment all right that's it everybody bye everyone nice. see ya bye.